Welcome back to another episode of What's the Lesson, y'all, the podcast where we delve into the heart of parenting challenges and triumphs. In today's special solo episode, we're unwrapping, no pun intended, a topic that's as real as it gets during the holiday season, navigating the tricky waters of jealousy and perceived ungratefulness in our daughters. The holidays are a time of joy, but they can also bring out feelings of envy and comparison, especially in young minds. What happens when your daughter seems less than thrilled with her gifts you spent a lot of money on, or when her attitude or snarky comments suggest that what she received just wasn't good enough? It's a moment many parents face, and it often leaves us wondering, are we raising an ungrateful child? Here's the deal, y'all. It's not about labeling our daughters as ungrateful. It's about understanding the behavior behind the emotion and checking our expectations as parents. In this episode, we're going to talk about how, as parents, you can skillfully navigate these conversations. We'll explore strategies to help our daughters develop the skills they might be lacking in order to manage their emotions and responses. Remember, it's not about the gifts under the tree. It's about the lessons we instill and the growth we foster in these frustrating moments. So let's come together and learn how to transform these challenging experiences into opportunities for teaching valuable life lessons. Let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary, the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches, walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning, and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear. To supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. Christmas is in three days. Three! Three days. And just so the audience can get like an appropriate (laughs) idea of whom is on the other end of this microphone? Jill, do you um do you decorate for Christmas? I love to decorate for Christmas. I really love to decorate for all holidays, but Christmas is a special one because I just want every room to have the holiday cheer. I mean, I have bins upon bins upon bins and pillows upon pillows. So yes, I probably overdo it with my Christmas decorations. She is most notably an overhoster. I don't know <laughs> if you know what that means, but It is the house to come to for holiday gatherings, gatherings in general throughout the year. And she is the definition of hostess with the mostess. And when she says she decorates for every holiday, she is not mincing her words. Valentine's Day, St. Patty's, Easter, (laughs) and she's got little knickknacks for all of it. So Christmas, I love coming here for Christmas because 
we're going to eat salad out of Santa bowls. I'm going to wash my hands in the bathroom with Christmas soap and dry them on the Christmas towel. <laughs> standing next to the um, shower curtain that says Noel no. on it. <laughs> 100%. And for those of you who are smiling and nodding their head because you do that too, thank you. You're my people. Well, and I love Christmas because I've worked in the service industry for a long time prior to making the leap and doing our own business. And I just, there was an air, like a, a mood in the air. Everyone was nicer. Yeah. Um, unless you're pushing it, unless you're down to the wire and you're the husband coming in on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve and you yeah. need the size four, the size six that is sold out literally everywhere and you get a little snarky, but that says less about me than it does <laughs> the person getting snarky. But 100%. I just, I love the mood around Christmas yeah. time. Yeah. Um, however, Christmas can bring up some feelings. Christmas can bring up some big feelings. And I want to talk, we want to talk today about what those big feelings are, because we're guessing that you've probably seen them in your kids. But what we're talking about today also appeals to you. Because um, I, by show of hands, I mean, I'm a 35-year-old woman and mm -hmm. I see things that make me jealous, mm -hmm. um, that make me want something mm -hmm. that someone else has. And it puts me in an overall, I would say, negative mindset. Well, and I also think come after Thanksgiving, it is really the mentality. It's the it's the vibe around Black Friday and Cyber Monday and the deals, 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 deals. And you kind of feel like you're caught in this psychological loop of I need to buy something now. Even if I don't need it, mm -hmm. I want it because it's such a good deal. So whether you're buying it for your kiddos or even for yourself, I have to catch myself too of like, do I actually need that right now? Or can I wait and 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 see if I need it in 30 days or whatever that is? Well, and I have a rule of thumb that is wait 24 hours for right. most purchases, especially big ones. And y'all, I'm not kidding. I have shopping carts that are full of merchandise <laughs> all over the a internet. A toxic trait of ours <laughs> well, is fill up those carts and then leave them. Because there is something to that as well, like yeah. putting it in a cart, your mentality I would venture to say that it's not toxic. I would say it's actually pretty healthy because you know, I'm not actually buying the thing. And it's like a boost of dopamine. Yeah, really. And I side tangent here. I saw a TikTok the other day of an Amazon driver employee and he was like, do you really need something every single day, Rebecca? And I'm sure he was saying a name that, you know, just popped into his mind, but he could have been sitting in front of Rebecca's house. <laughs> He's like, you are making my job harder. Yeah. The fact that you order something every single day and I have to come and deliver it every day is getting a little ludicrous at this, at this point. And he's yeah. right. Like what Amazon has done, what Netflix has done, what Jill was just talking about in terms of marketing makes it seem very easy. That one click it's on its way. But like what happens to making a list and then just getting everything all in one fail swoop so yeah. it's easier on everybody involved? We tend not to think about that because the buying decision is there. But that's a tangent. We could talk about that on another show. What we right. want to talk about today is what I mentioned in terms of jealousy. Jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. Mm -hmm. It is um, 
can be a very ugly trait and one that is detrimental to the way that you live your life. And we want to talk about it now a couple days before Christmas, because it is likely that your kids will see other kids Mm -hmm. opening presents and receiving gifts that they might not get that, that maybe were on their list and they didn't receive. And in that moment, it, a lot of um, family gatherings could probably be ruined and have probably been ruined by jealousy. 100%. Well, and I love that we're going to get into this because with my two kiddos, I often find myself when they are comparing or telling me that they need the latest, greatest phone. And I'm like, sorry, you're eight and 10. That's a hard no. (laughs) My go-to response sometimes is just be grateful for what you have. And not that that's a bad response because I do. I want them to know that they have everything that they need. They have a roof over their head. They sleep in a warm, comfortable bed. There's food on the table, right? Yes. But I also have to put myself back into their shoes. They are eight and they're 10. What skills are they lacking that I, as a parent, can see through jealousy to say, you know what? Something's missing here. And I need to help them navigate that because jealousy then can turn into frustration, can turn into overwhelm, whatever that may be. And me shoving gratitude down their throat isn't always going to be the solve. Mm, thanks for the big cup of gratitude. <laughs> I feel Mom, so much better. I, I'm so, it's like telling somebody, it's not a big deal. Calm down. Like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I feel so much better now that you said that. Obviously, even at 35, when somebody tells me to be grateful for something, I love feeling grateful. I have a gratitude journal. I write down things that I'm grateful for every day. Sometimes I want to tell somebody to shove gratitude where the sun doesn't shine. So (laughs) I don't feel very grateful right now. (laughs) I have a hat that says gratitude on it. And you know, when I wear that hat was when you need to practice when I need to practice it, because it's a big fat reminder in big, bold letters that everyone that I walk past reads and goes gratitude. That's wonderful. And I'm just through like my clothes clench jaw. I'm like, I know it is. <laughs> so let's back up to what Jill just said, because there's a lot to unpack mm-hmm. there. Yes. In the moment when your kid is throwing a tantrum around what Tommy got versus what they got, you're like, you little shit. Like I just spent X right. amount of dollars on you to be not grateful for mm-hmm. what you unwrapped. Yeah. Yes. That is a gut reaction. So you could look at their response, their emotional response in that time, and just be totally turned off and pissed off about how they responded. Or you could look at how they responded and say what Jill just said. Mm -hmm. What is jealousy a sign of in terms of what your kid is lacking? Mm -hmm. So they are lacking the skills to process jealousy. They're lacking the words to verbalize how they're actually feeling about what just transpired. And they're lacking the know-how on how to handle it without making that scene. Well, and this is such a beautiful time to practice because jealousy can also look after Christmas like sibling rivalry or, you know, my boys in particular are always competing against each other, whether it's in how they dress, whether it's in a basketball game, who did a backflip first on the trampoline, you name it. So Although this conversation is poignant around presence and this time of year, it really can trickle into everything that your kids do as well as you too. 
ooh, as well as you. Because mm-hmm. as I pointed out, and as Jill said too, like if this is something that's not dealt with and we sweep it under the proverbial rug, then we we get a, a mountain, right? We make a mountain then out of a molehill and jealousy right. continues to take over your interactions, your thoughts, your feelings. And if it's not dealt with, then you turn into a, an adult yeah, who has exactly. jealous exchanges. And I feel like that's when undercutting happens. That's when conniving happens. And we see that with a lot of the girls we work with, but also we've seen it in quite a few of the moms that we work with Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, well, I don't know where she gets it. And then we dive deeper and we we hear about a conversation that she had with a friend. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, if those are the conversations you're having at Mm -hmm. home, of course, your daughter doesn't understand how to work through that because she's seeing you do it right in front of her. And that is the generational curse we would love to avoid. We want to break that. So your daughter has the skills and the tools and the knowledge to be able to understand what it feels like to be jealous and deal with it in the moment. So remove herself or take out the hammer from her tool belt and say, mm-hmm. I need to apply this practice right here and right now in order to overcome this feeling as opposed to that feeling overcoming her. Oof. Amen. So I have a jealous child. I have one kiddo who is pretty reasonable with his emotions. And um, sometimes that's hard for me as a mom to look at the other kiddo and say, oh, why can't you just be like your brother? And and I don't outwardly say that, but I have feelings of like, man, I feel like I'm letting you down because why is one kid getting it and the other kid doesn't? And what I've learned in my interactions dealing with both of these boys, my boys, is that it's not a one and done. So when I see my younger kiddo jealous of his older brother or jealous of another friend who got the bike for Christmas that he didn't get, or what have you. That is a moment for me to teach him emotional literacy. So like Mary was saying earlier, we have to give our kiddos the the skills, the language, the vocabulary to work through what it is they're feeling and removing your expectations. Because sometimes I have a conversation with my little one and we really talk it through. And he is still mad. He's still going to be frustrated. And if it were me, I would just be like, okay, thanks, mom, and move on. No, he's like, I'm mad and I'm sad. And I, as the mom, have to remove myself of him needing to feel better in that moment because I want him to feel better in that moment. As a mom, I need to practice the skills, the language, the tools over and over again until he shows me and I get to call that out in him and we practice it on repeat all the time. So it's not a one and done and moms, dads, whomever else, parents are tuning into this, remove your expectations away from your kiddos. Super important call out because we can often take how our kids are behaving and make it mean something about us. Right. So if we're in the middle of a family dinner or it is Christmas morning Mm -hmm. and we're opening presents with extended family, we can be mortified by our children's behaviors. I'm so embarrassed. And we take that then out on the child with a a punishment that doesn't actually fit the crime (laughs) or solve the problem. Like, I just bought you that new phone. I'm taking it away. Like, you're not going to get dessert for the next three months. (laughs) Right. And it's, it's incredibly important to try to quell the situation in that moment, of course, by 
like Jill just said, removing expectations and also not being dismissive, like Mm -hmm. empathize with how your child is feeling in that moment. So they don't feel like you are telling them that their emotions are wrong. Subliminally, you're telling them that their emotions are wrong because once we begin to do that as parents is when your children stop expressing emotions to you or coming to you when they need help. And we want to make sure our kids know that we're the place, the space, for them to be able to share these details with us and to come and cry and be mad and be pissed off, but also to seek counsel in terms of a solution. So make sure you're not dismissive of the behavior that you put it in your pocket and address it later if need be, but get on their level and meet them where they're at by saying things like, buddy, I know how you feel. That must feel really bad. And let's have a conversation about it. Um, Maybe it's something we could get in terms of presence, obviously find yourself in this, in this example, let's put that on the list and save it for your birthday or something like that. So we're not completely throwing the idea, but we're really, really, really big advocates on the why there can't just be a, because I said so Mm -hmm. I'd say 10% of the time, that's probably okay. Yeah. However, (laughs) kids need a why more now. So than ever, they need to be involved in the age appropriate decision-making the the understanding of the concepts that you're presenting to them so they can make those connections in their brain when they're faced with needing a why later on down the road, whether it's a year from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, whatever it is, it might seem like it makes your job harder in the moment because you're trying to like explain to your employee at work why he needs to do the job that he needs to do. (laughs) But that onboarding process matters because if you can explain it and explain it, explain it, in a year, you're going to have an employee that understands the roles and responsibilities really, really well and is on board with your decision-making. On board with your decision-making doesn't necessarily mean they're always happy with those decisions. However, you have somebody that's playing on the same team as you, which is helpful. And yes, I did just refer to your child as an employee, but it's, it's the parallels are there in terms of your task as a manager or a momager. Oh, or a momager. I love that call out. I think that is what listeners need to take away from this conversation. It's funny that you say that because um, if you are to tune into your kiddos doing homework, um, they can re um, th- they can basically replay or recite what they learned in class that their teachers taught them because the teacher was able to tell them the why and like make a cutesy little wootsy little yeah. song towards it. You my know mom, what I mean? My mom was the queen of, of that in yeah. her classroom. It Just was like little sayings. Hey, my kiddo was working on whatever subtraction and like learning how to move. He's like, you just have to move it, move it when you move it from the tens to the ones column. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but he understands that. He understands why. And now he gets to move it, move it when he gets challenged. (laughs) So I think that's a beautiful call out to say we are teachers. We are momagers. We're dadagers. We're all the things. But in moments where we get frustrated, we need to check ourselves because those are the moments that our kids desperately need the skills in order to understand the why and then practice in front of you 
so that you can see that it's working or make those fine-tuned adjustments. Well, and you know I love me a good profit joke, right? So who was it? (laughs) Who was it, y'all? It was the profit ice cube that said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I know if y'all are like me and you had the childhood that I had, several of your family functions were ruined by a random blow up. So Mm -hmm. we really did wreck ourselves several times. And it's (laughs) taken me years to undo that. I haven't enjoyed holidays in a traditional sense for a long time because I have gone back to the blow ups and the fights and the why and the Mm -hmm. tears and the, because I said, so's it's taken me a large portion of my life to like want to be at functions during the holidays because my memories of them aren't Mm -hmm. that freaking great. So it's like, how do we break those generational curses? How do we look at our kids as not the, the problem that they are having right then and there, but What's causing the problem? We have to treat our kids like onions. And yes, I said onions. I'm making a lot of funny references today, but (laughs) there's a lot of layers to onions. You have to be able to go four layers deep, Mm -hmm. continue to peel back. Yes. Are they jealous that they didn't get the newest Lego set or those Uggs or the phone or the, or the fill in the blank? There's very lavish Christmas list these days. The skincare oh list my for gosh. girls is crazy. Um, but that's very surface level. That is not the root of why they are having the meltdown right. in that moment. So with that said, give them the gift of skills. Oh, KSAs, knowledge, skills, abilities. Yes. Cause we're all going to move it. What's uh, our song around that? <laughs> give, me it, it. give me an S. <laughs> give me an A. KSA. K-S-A, because we know it's going to happen. And we are here to support you and parent with you through this journey. So we're excited to hear how this episode was for you. We would love for you to share this episode with another mom who is struggling with her jealous kiddo or share with us jealousy or her own. And um, let us know on Instagram, connect with us. Let us know how this episode resonated with you. What was a good takeaway? What are you putting into practice? Because great, you listened to it. And what's the, what, what's the action item that you're putting into place? And happy holidays, y'all. If you celebrate Christmas, we do Merry Christmas. Just have the best time with your family. Have families. the best holiday. Um, I Absolutely. Think, what are the dates? It's uh, we'll see you in 2024. Oh my gosh, we yeah. will. I love it. Let's, yep. let's turn the page, y'all. We'll see you next year. <laughs> what a time. What a time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson? If you're feeling the same I can do anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.